everybody doing? Uh, men, women, children of all ages. I don't think children listen to our podcast. Actually, you know what? Maybe because they're in the car with their parents. Who knows? But episode 97 of the SoCal Watch Reviews podcast. My name is Miguel. Thank you so much for joining us once again on this crazy journey where we talk watches, life, and everything in between with me, Mr. P. Ross. How's it going? It's going great, man. How you doing this morning? Everything doing, cool? And I'm doing great. Every day above ground is a good day. And here we oh. are, a beautiful Sunday morning. And yes. uh, we decided to to invite uh, somebody that's been on the show before. He is a member of our of our group, a really cool guy, and, right and you know, uh, previous military experience. And we're going to talk about something military. So we figured it's very fitting. Bring him on. So if you don't mind, P, do the intro. Of, of, of course, it's always an honor to introduce this guy you know what i'm yes, saying sir. Yes, you know sir. just just look at the swag on this guy look at this guy's face <laughs> when, when my when my hair uh, grows gray i want it to look like that <laughs> right that's what i'm saying you oh, know man. just like this guy you know what i'm saying look just take a look at this guy right here this, this is your future miguel here. this is your future right there it is it's a bright there future it is. <laughs> and we got jason from watch rolling in the building Check him out on Instagram. Check out his new blog and website. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? Check him out. He can plug that whenever he's ready, but you know it is what it is. Thank you very Let's much. Jason, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How you guys doing? Doing pretty good, man. Ah. Second second time here. You, you, you could tell that Jason's hyped. I, I could tell the, 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 that something changed, right? The first time I know it was a little bit kind of like, I don't know what to expect, but now you know yeah. what to expect. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm happy. I am happy, man. It's it, talk about some good stuff. Yeah. So, so let me give a breakdown before we get into risk check, because I think this is fitting. So that way people early on know exactly what we're going to talk about. So we're going to talk about the new Tudor Pelagos FXD. Each one of us mm. three, three watches that we think are the best releases of 2021. And we're going to mm. end things by talking about five core pieces in our collection mm. nowhere so without further ado yeah. let's get started gentlemen p ross what are you wearing on your wrist um due to the fact we're uh going to be talking about the new tudor pelagos fxd you know what i'm saying i put on the vintage tudor aqua Ooh, you know nice, what I mean? nice you know nice yeah. strap on that yeah oh this is a, a strapped coat vintage strap oh cool you know what I mean? So, you know. Nice. Shout out to them. Yeah. Shout out to them. Jason. Shout out rocking, to man. Uh, I'm wearing the official watch of the SoCal Watch Ooh. Reviews podcast. Yes. Yes. The yes. SMA 411 Flightmaster on a 21, on 21 millimeter beads of rice from Strapco's. Ooh. Dang. I need to get that strap from here. Yep. 21, yep. 21 millimeter. I happened on it by really? chance. You can go to my Instagram. Oh. Uh, the link's in my link tree. It's an affiliate link. So, you know. I got yeah. a little bit of something, but it fits perfectly. I just did it by chance. I wanted to take a risk and it worked. And it's like, oh man, it just, yeah. I mean, it looks good. Changes the whole look of it. Oh yeah. That you know? I, I got to be honest, that OEM bracelet that it comes with, it, I hardly see people rocking that bracelet because that bracelet is horrible. It's terrible. I mean, it's terrible. Yeah. It looks so yeah. ugly. It just is not fitting. That looks really nice. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, sir. Thank one you. One of my one of my core pieces right here. Oh, Seiko yeah, SPB one four three. I mean, <laughs> that thing. <laughs> bananas with this guy. But yeah, let's let's jump into this. Let me start sharing my screen and uh, let's let's yeah. do this. Yeah. We're going to talk about this. Uh, 
this new tutor. Let's see. This is a tutor Pelagos FXD. Mm. So let me get your thoughts uh, out of out of the way, I guess, and then we could we could go more into the specifications and the difference between this and the regular um, uh, Pelagos. So I guess, Jason, how do you feel about this guy? So I really, really, really like it, but I feel there's a couple of things that if they had changed um, specifically oh, on the yeah. dial, I think would have, I don't know, man, I would have done anything to get this watch if they had changed it. Um, okay. So, so I like, I like the dial. I think it's, it's very attractive. I love mm-hmm. the bridge lugs that, that part to me is the coolest part, but right. You know, they have the Tudor shield and where it says Tudor and Geneve on the dial. So okay. like, so everybody understands this is a Tudor, right? Like when you look at it, you know, it's a Tudor. There's no right. questions about it. Sure. I feel like, if it's going to honor the, you know, the French Navy, then the watch is about the French Navy and not about Tudor, right? So imagine if they had taken the Tudor shield and replaced it with the Tudor rose that they put on the crown mm. sometimes. Okay. So you, at the 12 o'clock, you got the rose up there. Right. And then where it says, scroll down a little bit, where it says Geneve. Yeah. Tudor. So the rose would tell you it's Tudor, right? It's almost redundant to have the shield and the word Tudor on there because right, you know it's right. Tudor. It's like ATM machine, right? It's like, Sure. We know what that's in there, but if you had the Tudor Rose and then got rid of Tudor and Geneve and put that Marine National logo that's on the back on the case back underneath right. that, oh man, bro, yeah, you know, I, I would have, oh, I would have killed yeah. for that watch. I don't know if you guys got a chance or anybody watching listening. ID, ID guy, ID watch guy, mm-hmm. whatever. He did an amazing rendition of that, and he actually put a Rose logo instead of the of that shield. Mm-hmm. And, and he changed a few mm-hmm. things, and I, I think, uh, I think it looked ridiculous. Yeah. Bad. So, what's the other yeah. change you would? Uh... That that would be about it. I mean, honestly, okay. everything else. And then maybe I don't understand why there's three tack marks starting at the one. There's like three tacks between the one and the fifty, between the fifty and the three, and you know the the on the saying. bezel. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to uh, nine to ten, there's four tack marks, four tack marks between ten and eleven. And so I don't understand. Maybe there's something I don't I don't know about the timing portion of it. Right. So. I don't know either. And they use it as a compass, so I have no yeah. idea. But uh, mm-hmm. P, what? How do you feel about this, buddy? Yo, I, I'm loving this. I think I watched uh, Adrian from Barking Jack's video sure. where he said he felt like the bezel was doing a little bit too much. Right. But I, I, I love the way this looks. I love it. Um, I'm really against like. Uh, watches where you don't have a choice of strap, you know what I mean, kind of. Mm, With this one, but saying. then I, but then I thought about it. Like I think that this would be cold for. NATO straps, like you could get real creative with NATO straps with this one. You know what right. I mean, right? And I and you know. Any other strap, if you could get it made for that particular watch, like look how it's made. Look at the bridge on that. Like right. that's, I I was really against it at first, but then I got to thinking like, hmm, you know what? Being a NATO strap guy, I could kill this. I could kill this, and I definitely right. agree with the Tudor rolls going on the crown for sure. I well, definitely agree with that. Here's what I have to say: Number one, everybody's crazy for a mill sub watch, right? So if you look at the vintage stuff from Rolex and just even from Tudor is crazy expensive. Now I, I saw a vintage uh, Tudor going for like $30,000. So I mean, things, things are getting out of control. So to think that you could pick this up for $3,900, as opposed to the regular Pelagos of 4575 is definitely 
right. steal, in my opinion. Obviously, they changed a lot of things, the bezel, the step dial, water resistance. It was a big one for me that I would have changed because the original Pelagos has 500 meters of water resistance. This only has 200. So for me, being a military watch, right, uh, uh, just like strictly like purpose built watch, 200 meters just doesn't mean, I mean, it just, it, it's enough but it just at least 300 meters, right? Like the sub would have been right. uh, perfect, not 500. Cause I understand that the thickness would have to be, you know, not what it is, which by the way, the thickness from the Pelagos was 14.3 millimeters and it went down to 12.75 millimeters. So I, I get that. Also the helium escape valve was removed from this one, which I appreciate because uh, I've heard it before, right? If a watch is built uh, correctly the first time, it doesn't need an escape uh, uh helium escape valve because that means there's no water intrusion anywhere mm-hmm. uh so there's been a monoblock case with the integrated lugs i think they they it's pretty well constructed right um what else was i going to talk about the no date i actually love because it's just super clean it's just mm-hmm. no messing around it's almost like the black bay 58 where there's just no date i mean everything is so clean right uh the, everything is brushed so again purposely built the marine national i don't think they need a they need luxury or just show off anything so I, I i think i like that i do see the shield on the crown i would have liked the rose because it's kind of like a throwback uh again you know um no bracelets so and a lot of people are complaining about this but they need to understand this is a purpose-built watch right these guys they they want this not to fall off they want this to be able to easy put on put off uh, on their wetsuits right and uh also the lug to lug went down actually it went up so from the pelagos was 50 millimeters uh from lug to lug and this is 52 millimeters so it's two millimeters bigger um and then also the construction titanium of course super lightweight so i can only imagine that this thing is super light on the nato and on the additional mm-hmm. um rubber strap that they provided also i heard that he uh the rubber strap they provided actually has been weaved with fabric. So it's, it's a oh, nice. different material than anybody has experienced before. Now, as far as the, the bezel, I'm one to love complexity and, and weird things like that. SNA 411 from Seiko. It's super complex. A lot of people don't like it, but I love it. Right. So I think it just creates this, um, this kind of tooly image. Right. And yeah, I, I really like it. Now the things I would have changed the water resistance and also the movement. I'm a little disappointed that they use uh, one movement, the uh, MT5602. They should have gone with the meta certified movement. But again, from a price point perspective, I think that would have increased the price. But if you give me 300 meters water resistance, meta's movement, I think I'm on your boat, uh, Jason. I probably would have signed up and said, all right, where can I get something like this? Because from a value perspective, it's incredible. Not only that, but also I know that uh, in the future, this is going to be worth a lot of money. It's it's going to be yeah. one of those things that like we had the opportunity to buy a brand new mil spec watch. Why didn't we, why didn't we get on the list? You know? Yeah, it is very attractive. And the contrast is great too. The bezel is bi-directional too. It is so it's bi-directional, fully yeah. room. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the I I think Tudor. Should we say knocked it out of the park? I mean, they did a pretty good job. I think um, so. I think they did a great job. Yeah, For I mean, sure. and, and uh, seventy hours power reserve frequency is twenty eight thousand eight hundred or four hertz. So that that's pretty cool. The the thing that just keeps bringing me back that I can't believe is a price point. 
if Rolex would have released something like this, it would have been how much? Fifteen thousand dollars? I mean, something crazy like that. Oh, yeah. Tudor comes out swinging and says, "We're gonna give you something that you already know the Pelagos, uh, but then we're gonna we're gonna bring the price down." And it's going to be a mil spec uh, watch, which is crazy, right? Uh, also, the rotor self-winding is no longer there. So let me see where it was. So I guess somewhere in here in the Pelagos, it says rotor self-winding, I guess. And, and this new one, it doesn't because there is one, two, three, four, five line of text on the Pelagos. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. only four line of text on, on this one. So it definitely looks a little cleaner. So... I guess uh, we'll go around and just say, is this a winner? Is this a loser? Who wants to go first? I'll go. Winner. All right. All All right. Cool. Jason? Uh, I'd say it's a silver medalist. Could have been a gold medalist if they had. I'm telling you, man, that rose is so pretty. And, you know, there's something, I think, to be said about, you know, if you're going to sell this watch and you're going to advertise and and market Mm -hmm. how much military aligned it is, you know, I know there's some rules between, and I know it's different per country and stuff, but right. if you're going to say, you know, this is a French Navy watch and put a little French Navy, you know, especially because their logo is so clean. It's it's a simple little skinny anchor. It's not, it's not super involved and, you know, put that on the dial because, because on, yeah. I mean, because let's be honest, I mean, maybe the French Navy is really like super proud, like most navies are or whatever, and they'll go out and buy it. But the majority of people picking this thing up probably aren't in the French Navy. Like, let's let's <laughs> right, be honest about right. it, right? So, you know, they, and I get it, it's Tudor, you know, Rolex, and it's probably a little more subtle. Um, but I think that the logo was so nicely done and so not busy. And, you know, the rounded Marine Nationale that coming up to the 12, doing this, like almost like a diamond, and then coming to the Tudor Rose, I just think, and that blue with the white, man, I think that would have been. Well, special. Maybe, maybe this is maybe this is the thought process be, behind uh, why they didn't put the Marine National logo on the dial. Maybe they said, you know what, just like you said, right? The Marine National is super proud of yeah. their their military or whatever, but most of the world probably could care less, right? Yeah, yeah. So they figure, why don't we put it in the in the case back as we're seeing on the screen right now? They put it on the case back, and maybe I don't know. Maybe they they um, build a special uh, uh, batch for the Marine National with the thing on the logo. I mean, I don't know. I haven't read anything, yeah. but that would make sense, right? But so yeah, I, was, I definitely buy it. I mean, I like it. It's nice. I just think, you I know, like if it. you're being nitpicky, you know, if, if we're dreaming, yeah. I'll be yeah. nitpicky about my dreams and be like, oh, man, if it had the Rose and the Marine National logo, that'd, of course. Be, that'd be sweet. No, I, I, I get it. I get it, to be honest with you. But uh, I, I if this was in black... Blue for me again. I mean, I I, I get it because it, it's kind of plain. Yeah, you know, it's a navy stuff. It, it's it's a navy stuff or whatever, and, and it's kind of going back to. Uh, I can't go back right here, but it, it had the vintage uh, Tudor. But um, yeah, I, I like it. I mean, I I think it's a winner. I mean, they could have obviously done a few a few changes, but I, for the price point, I think Tudor's onto something. To be honest with you, um, and it's going to be hard for other companies to like really catch up because Tudor actually has some heritage with the Marine National. So it's not, this is just not coming out of left field, right? This is actually a, a watch that uh, has some heritage to it. So, yeah. so I, I recommend it. If anybody could get on a wait list, definitely go pick one up. 
But uh, next, let's talk about the best 2021 releases. I'm already sharing my screen. So if you guys don't mind, let me go first. And then if we could do P, because I'm sharing his screen for the ones that he picked. And then Jason, you could go last and we could you could share your screen. Sounds so the, the first one that I picked, uh, let me close out of these. The first one that I picked, very fitting. Let us keep it in the Tudor family. Is going to be the Tudor Black Bay 58 bronze. So uh, $4,525 for a full bronze watch. Explorer style uh, dial with the three, the six, the nine. Uh, New on the fly adjustment for the clasp, which I really hope they introduce on other Black Bay models because that definitely is one of the gripes about my 58 that it doesn't have on the fly adjustment. Um, I, I really... I wouldn't buy this for myself, but I could appreciate what, uh, what Tudor did. You know, I, I'm always very, uh, very curious what Tudor releases just because they, they here, you can see the, on the fly adjustment. I, I love what they do as opposed to Rolex where they're like really scared and very tactical as to how they do things. Um, uh, Tudor just kind of comes out swinging and says, you know, we're, we're, we're just going to do this and this is what we want to do. So we saw the silver, right? I would have picked the silver, but the fact that they didn't include a silver bracelet, I was like, you know what? I, I'd rather pick the bronze just because they gave us, they went all out. And I think for the price point, it's a, uh, it, it's a winner and it's not a limited edition. It's just a boutique uh, exclusive. So um, yeah, that's my first one. Second one on my list would have to be this guy. This is the Omega Snoopy. Mm. This is uh, the silver, right? The Omega Speedmaster Silver Snoopy Award. This is for their 50th anniversary. What a stunning watch. I mean, Snoopy being uh, uh, near and dear to NASA with with their, their awards and everything. And this is the third release from Omega. This is such a beautiful watch. Uh, you could see Snoopy on the dial, right? Jumping for joy. One of the cool things that I think... Uh, kind of surprised a lot of people was the case back when you activate the chronograph the little spaceship goes from one side of the moon to the other side of the moon um and i believe uh don't quote me on this but i believe it takes 14 seconds for him to go across uh but yeah i I, if i could get my hands on this and actually have it in my collection it will be beautiful it's nine thousand six hundred dollars but impossible to get i mean they're all pretty much allocated for years i obviously try to go to the omega store and get one and i couldn't so yeah it's uh it's one of those one of those things uh that it, i i think it's beautiful not my favorite out of the snoopies i would have to say the second release was my favorite the all white snoopy uh release that was super cool last one for me is uh, this guy the mbnf legacy perpetual evil so we saw the the introduction of this guy for a new color and case material. It's now titanium with a green dial. Of course, almost impossible to get because MBNF is super hot right now. It's one of those independents that everybody wants. And furthermore, uh, the price point on this is almost $200,000. We're talking 176,000 and it's a, a limited, uh, not limited edition, but limited production to 20 pieces a year because of what it is, right? Uh, but the water resistance on this 80 meters, 44 uh, millimeters thickness is a thick boy. It's 17.5 millimeters, but I think a lot of it has to do with that crazy dome. Uh, 
Uh, and I, I, I think, you know, we, we had a guest on when he was talking about the next big thing. So we talked about uh, FP Jorn and MBNF is definitely going to be one of those next uh, watches or watch brands to just blow up. We've seen it. And I think this is just insane. I mean, this is, this watch is just crazy. Um, so those are my picks. What do you guys think? Nice. That was nice. very, very pretty. Nice stuff. Yeah. I'm feeling that one. All right, let's sure. go. Let's go around. P out of the three that I said, which one's the one that 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 uh, that's your favorite? Probably the tutor. The tutor. All right. Yeah, probably the tutor. Jason. Hmm. <laughs> You're like uh, that MBNF yeah. is looking real good right now. Yeah, that MBNF is. I mean, it's just so co- the complication, man. And then like, crazy. you know, it's something you. I, I got. I mean, obviously, it's expensive and everything, rightly so, but. I feel like if you walk in the room with that, that's going to trump pretty much. And it's not always about that, but sometimes it is, you know what I mean? Like you're like, Oh, look at this thing. You know, it's really cool. Right. And it's super involved. And uh, yeah, it's just, and if you get a chance to sit there and think about how it operates and learn how it works and, and what it's doing, you have a real piece of, uh, you have an engineering marble on your wrist. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, The, the movement is uh, comprised of 41 jewels 581 components that's crazy i'm sure it's an expensive service oh you're kidding me <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I tried to say it with a, with a straight face and i couldn't <laughs> oh yeah. man that's so funny all right pete let's get into your into your things what do you yeah. want to what do you want to talk about first oh um, let's talk about the bright one first the bright thing okay cool oh man look look at that blue dial oh my god Yo, this is celebrating the golden era of commercial aviation. This Navi timer, B01, Chronograph 43, pays a special tribute to American Airlines and is limited to 100 pieces. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It is COSC certified. Uh, man, this thing is beautiful. Self-winding mechanical, uh, high reserve, 70 hours. Vibrations, you know what I'm saying? 28,847 Jews. Uh, dial at the calendar is a dial aperture. Case of stainless steel, screw in sapphire crystal. Uh, three bars, water resistance, but you know, it's for the air and ain't for the sea. Um, bezel is bi directional. Um, the crown is non screw locked, but it has two gaskets. Uh, crystal again and sapphire glare proof on both sides, hmm. so this thing is awesome. Look at that! Yeah. Look at that! I, you can't I, tell I, me that that blue don't mess well with that red. Usually, I don't do blue and red, but when I saw this, I said, Yeah, I can do this. Can this do is this. the only gripe I have right here the case yeah. back. That really? American I mean, Airlines, look at. Look at the, the the movement, right? It, it, it would look really cool. And then they just like slap it like right there, like super big. If, if they were going to do that, I think they would have done the the Tudor, the the, the new um, Marine National approach where they close the case back and they just engrave this. But that's just my opinion. I mean, I don't know. How do you, am I, I wrong? Love it. I love it. Yeah, you're wrong. For sure. <laughs> Perfect. Jason, am I wrong? How do you feel about this? Uh, I mean, I, I think they maybe could have went a little smaller so you could see. I do. I think it's yeah. I mean, it's a symmetrical logo, right? And it and it's cool because it's it is honoring American Airlines. At least they didn't slap it on the front like Domino's. See, that's my issue is like those Domino's Rolexes, right? Like I think it's different if you're, and then maybe I'm just being picky because I was in the military. But if you're honoring 
or it's a military watch, then I think that's different if that's on front, right? It's not okay. so much a commercialization, mm-hmm. but you know, if you're a watch enthusiast, you already know that this is a pilot's watch, right? This is for flying. So when they say it's released by American Airlines, I think it's it goes back to the ATM machine thing, right? Like we know that the M in ATM stands for machine. We know that this is a pilot's watch. We know it's for American Airlines. The color scheme, when you look at the dial, you know it's yeah. American Airlines. And then if it if you are marketing it towards watch collecting people, then you know a lot of us like to see the movement. Right. Especially if it's a really cool movement and a higher end movement. So maybe they could have just went a little bit smaller because it looks like there's a circle back there underneath the Eagle's wings. So maybe they could have like shrunk it down a little bit and you'd still get the cool American airlines, but then you'd get to see, I don't know, the rest of the movement or something, or maybe yeah. put it lower, like in the, on the six o'clock to where it just hides part of the rotor, but you get to see some of the rotor. I don't know. I'm not yeah. a design major though. So what would I know? Yeah. Well, from, I could go from, for it being smaller. From my perspective, it just looks weird. It looks odd, especially with it being blue. I mean, I get it. That's the color scheme. I think if it would have been just like the outline in white or maybe just kind of like this color right here, kind of like silver, it would have looked a little better because to me, like you said, you know, this, this kind of reminds me of the Rolex uh, dominoes, but again, uh, the only way you were able to get the 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 Rolex Domino's watch, if I remember correctly, you had to be a franchisee, right? You had to be an owner of Domino's and you had to sell X amount of dollars uh, for a period of a quarter or a year or something like that. And you would get the watch. You couldn't even buy it. I think you would get it, but that's, that's different, you know, because it's like, you want to have that prideful thing of having your Domino's pizza logo on the dial because you own a Domino's pizza. But anyway, beautiful looking watch. The only complaint for me is that logo on the back but uh they, they could have made that trans a little more translucent if you had made i think the logo like yeah. see-through you know just like very faint hints right. of that because i'm sure it's a proprietary blue for american airlines right so right, of course of course just make it translucent mm-hmm. i think it would have been well, fine I'll, that size. i'll tell you something so a lot of people complain that grand seiko had that tiger or that uh lion or whatever not tiger lion is a lion in the, in the back right and it was pretty much covering the the movement and now in all the newer releases, I, I think they kind of made away with it or they still keep it mm-hmm. on there, but it's very faintly there. You have to kind of move the watch around to actually see yeah. it. Um, so they, they, they could have done that. But I mean, overall, I think it's it's a handsome looking watch and pricing here. I'm looking at what? Uh, 8,650 oh, yeah. leather and 9,350 yes, with the Milanist bracelet. It's, so it's a little, it's a little up there. What do you guys know what the regular Navitimer goes for? Everyone I've looked up is around 60, 65. Oh, okay. But if I'm being but if I'm being honest, I mean I tend to just price check a lot on eBay. So I haven't yeah. went and looked up a brand new one. Sure. All right. P second one. Uh Time makes more on the California dial. Okay, cool. You no, know, I I just I, I, something about Time X that I love so much, and I don't feel like mm-hmm. Time X get the respect they deserve. They killed it this year. They killed yeah. it this year. You know what I'm saying? For but sure. with the California Dow, you got a uh, case with a 34 millimeter stainless steel. Um, this comes in several different colors, like a black Dow and a white Dow. Um, even like one with the indices, I believe, comes like with silver indices. And this one here with the rose gold indices. Um, stainless steel. The finishing is polished. Um, the crystal is acrylic. Uh, the watch movement is a mechanical hand wind movement with 30 meters of water resistance, um, stainless steel. I just think this thing is beautiful. Yeah. 
And, and I mean, it's, people just totally sleeping on time. And then it's $199. Great price point for this watch, I think. Great price yeah. point. No, for sure. For sure. Yeah. That's, that's cool. I, I think that's a, yes, that's a great pick. What, what uh, movement they give us like a Miyota movement. I think that they're very notorious for, for working. Yeah. On, uh, I mean, putting uh, Miyota movements in their, in their watches. Right. Um, I forget the history of the Cali dial, but it was, uh, it had to do with somebody servicing Rolexes. And I think he was doing something with the dials here in California and it mm-hmm. was something like that. It was, I heard uh, Jack Forrester from Hodinkee one time, break it down, but it was interesting to see. I've always been against Cali dials. I just thought it was kind of weird, but the watch that started me kind of warm, warming me up to the idea was the Nomos, um, uh, I think is their club campus is uh, the one that has the, the California dial. And I think they ex- Timex executed this very well. Timex yeah. is definitely moving in the direction of the enthusiasts. They, I think they have uh, ways to go. If I'm being honest, uh, for instance, I know they have a lot of money behind them. And one of the things that they can start doing is perhaps either a putting better movements in their watches or B maybe perhaps start developing their own in-house movement. Cause they got the money. Uh, I think if they did that, they would be in a completely different uh, level. Um, or what do you guys think? What, what can they do different for people to start actually taking them serious? I think so. I think a lot of these companies do a poor job, kind of explaining what their mo is, and and I think as consumers, we're a lot more educated than most of us, especially if you're a watch collector, right, or a watch hobbyist. Or enthusiast. Sure. So, you know, Timex's thing is to be like McDonald's, right? And every McDonald's is the same and you know what you're getting when you go there. Sure. There might be like right. a, like P lives in Cincinnati. There might be a Cincinnati hamburger that you don't have and, right. you know, where I'm at in Virginia, but uh, you know what you're getting when you go to McDonald's. So with Timex, it's kind of like if, if what they're trying to do is appeal to the mass audience, then maybe you have like, it's separated inside your website or in whatever you have that shows these are, you know, these are just time pieces, right? You want to get one, you need one, you want to wear it. This is what it is. And then start to branch off and, and explain that these models that we're making are for the watch enthusiasts, you know? And because sure. I think a lot of times it's the communication that falls apart. It's not what they're doing. They just don't tell anybody. Right. So if you're making this whole line of watches and specifically for watch enthusiasts, and you're listening to them, tell, tell them, Right, because I'm pretty sure there's tons of people that collect Timex that love it. They know the history of Timex. P loves Timex. I'm sure he knows some of the history. So if they were just to do a post or on social media, hey, we're releasing this blank line, and we're giving the watch collectors or watch enthusiasts what they want. You know, you're going to have sapphire crystal upgraded movement. Even if the movement upgrade was just a little bit, right? Say it goes from before it would say. Sometimes you know you see the in the description in the specs it says movement. Miyota, but it doesn't tell you which one, you know, so maybe <laughs> right. you say, maybe you say it's the Miyota 9000, like the entry level 9000 series, which, you know, I know Mark at Long Island's raved about that movement sure. and a couple other people. And you just explain that. So then guys like P who really love Timex who are like, oh, okay. And so now maybe this watch is 250 and not 199, but you as the consumer know, well, yeah, but I'm getting a Sapphire crystal. I'm getting a better movement. I'm getting maybe an increased water resistance or something as simple as like, oh, the lugs are all going to be 20 millimeters lug width on this model of watch. And I think that would go a long way to, I guess, increase the overall perspective of Timex's reputation. But then you got to ask who, 
who are they trying to push that reputation towards us, the watch right. collector or the general public? It, sure. Because we can sit around and have this discussion about Timex. We don't think it's doing this, but if you asked a random person off the street, he or she might be like, Oh, I love my Timex. It's great. Cause they don't care about all the other stuff. They've bought this Timex for 150 bucks. They've had it for like five years. They've never had to think about anything when they wake up in the morning, they sure. just put it on. It's their watch. So, um, I think it's a, I think it's an attractive watch, uh, as a newer watch enthusiast, what makes it a Cali, quote-unquote, Cali dial? Because I don't understand. Yeah, so the Cali dial refers to the Roman numerals on top and okay. the Arabic numerals on the bottom. Uh, there's, there's history, if you Google it, that's basically what it is. So any dial that you see like that, um, so the Apple Watch, the newest uh, release, I forget what series it is, they actually introduced a Cali dial to their to oh, nice. specification. So yeah, and Nomos is very notorious for using the the Cali dial so that's what it refers to I'm sorry I, I, I just make an assumption that everybody knows no, no. different things but uh I understand yeah I mean it's something I, I didn't hear about till right right yeah. now I never even heard the oh, term I'm, so sure I'll look it up people I'm sure a lot of people listening maybe watching didn't even know what we we're talking about so there you go but P third one so we can move on to Jason yo the uh or 65 cool or diver 65 the okay. glow the glow, the glow. okay um, yo, come on. The 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 dial speaks for itself, man. Really. Like that is hard. That is hard. Uh a nice price. Watch. Price. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's up there. Um cases 40 millimeters, uh 12.8 millimeters in height, stainless steel, rotted water resistance, hundred millimeters. It has the Oris 733 Calibrate in it based on the Salida SW200 automatic uh, power reserve, 38 hours, um, black, strap is black leather. You can get a stainless steel bracelet. Um, like I said, it's 2000 you know, but speaks for itself, man. How fly is that? Come on. It's a nice looking watch. Come on now. Come on. I like the gradient yeah, on man. the dial. It's like a... It's like a inward to outward sunburst. Right. Or maybe that's just a reflection, but it's it's a little lighter in the middle and it goes out and it's darker sure. as it goes out. Yeah, I really like that a lot. Yeah. I just I the just noticed something. You guys the noticed something. Contract. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I agree what? with you. I was, rivets? I was gonna say, you guys notice the, the rivets. I wonder if they're like full mm -hmm. rivets, like the Black Bay 58, because I know that's like a point of contingency for a lot of people, including myself. Right. It's a little funny here. I mean, I'm not going to lie, but I, I wonder how it wears. Uh, Why do people not like rivets? Because they're a pain to take out and adjust the sizing? Or no, is it no, no, just no, the no. visual so, they don't like? No. So here's the thing, Jason. So back in the days, uh, manufacturers put rivets because they actually genuinely did something right. They actually mm. held the 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 bracelet yeah, yeah, yeah. in place. Unfortunately, like with the Black Bay Fifty Eight, uh, the, the Tudor Black Bay Fifty Eight, the rivets are fake. It's a full rivet, so it's not okay. real. It's just an aesthetic to give it a nod to its vintage past. So yeah. that's what people have a have a problem with, not with the aesthetic. But with the fact that it's non-functional and yeah, it's just yeah. a full, it's a like a full Tina, you know, but yeah. with a rivet. So yeah. there you it's have like it. putting so, fake louvers on your car. Pretty much. So yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> are these real? I highly doubt it. So I, I don't know if that would be a point of, of discussion for a lot of people or a turnoff for a lot of people. But for me, more is the the water resistance. I get that it's a skin diver, right? Because we're missing the crown guards right here. Mm -hmm. uh, but 100 meters, I mean, at least on a diver, I like to see at least 150 or 200. But again, that's just me. What, what yeah. do you guys think? 
I mean, well, look, yeah. I mean, is that, it don't <laughs> matter. The, the high contrast between the gray and the green is designed to get the impression that the loom is glowing even in broad daylight. It does look yeah. like that. So, you know what I mean? Cool. So, very nice. Yeah, I'm loving it. I'm loving it's it. It's a handsome watch. All right, cool. Well, let's let's go around. I already stopped sharing my screen, but let's go around and and, and I guess Jason and me, we, we got to pick what's uh, what's a winner from Peace Collection. Mm. For me, is yep. Oris. I, I think really, it's like yeah, because I'm a diver watch. So the brightling for me is is that blue's a little too bright, and that back yeah. just kind of it it just like I don't like it. Timex is cool. But again, in my mind, Timex is kind of inferior to the ones that he picked. So as yeah. a watch enthusiast, my money's going to go towards the Oris. I would, that Breitling for me is the one that, I mean, nice. if push came to show if I had to buy something, I, I I just look at it like if you already have a tool watch and you're wearing that thing Monday through Friday or whatever, right? That Breitling, like once Friday at like 1500 or sorry, 3 p.m., like you're getting off of work military out yo man you go home you got this beautiful you know it's a warm day it's you're out somewhere where it's sunny you know and that thing i bet plays in the light like oh yeah like a rock star man i mean it's just and it's a fun watch you know because i tend to do more black and grays during the week and then more blues and stuff during the weekends okay Um, especially when the weather's nice because it's nice to see them in the sun and stuff i know it sounds kind of corny but it definitely is a thing so for me the brightly okay cool well, Jason, let's go into your releases. What, what right. do you have for us? Let's share the screen. Let's share the screen. So if you're listening, we, we're going to put this video up on YouTube so you could actually see what we are talking about. All right. Okay. So my first selection is the Fortis. And I hope mm-hmm. I say this right. Amadi 20. Okay. All right. So new release special edition. The name is the official Cosmonauts Chronograph Amadi 20. And it okay. talks about space. Now, the whole thing is kind of lined up behind, um, you know, going to Mars and stuff. So for me, you know, it's built with titanium. I can go over the specs, but I'm pretty sure everyone's looked at the specs. And 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 I'll leave it here for a minute. So number one, you know, I never, I never really realized it until I saw a video where uh, Adrian on Bark and Jack talked about gray watches. And I think for me if I ever was going to come down to like a tool watch, like something I wear every single day, it's going to be gray, you know? Um, okay. Because, you know, I, I don't know if anyone else has ever done this, but, you know, I retired from the military. I thought, oh man, I'm going to really dress up for work all the time, blah, 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 blah. And I went and got all these clothes. And I realized I was wasting my time for me personally. Like if, if that's what you like to do, then have at it. Right. But I was like, man, I'm really wasting my time trying to figure out what I'm wearing every day to work. Right. So, I, so when I, you know, I had a bunch of stuff going on, it's basically brought it down to a uniform. Like I got gray slacks, mm, I got some black slacks, I got gray shirts and I got blue shirts and a couple of black ones. And then I keep it moving. Right. And like, even my socks, I've gotten them down to where, you know, it's gray, blue and black. And, and so now my watches are my little pop of color, but I feel like this is something I could wear every single day. Um, it's about Mars and exploration for, like we talked about earlier, like when I was a little kid, I always dreamed of being an astronaut and, this thing, I mean, it just, so when I did my research on this watch, the bezel on the outside, uh, they did some estimates on, it takes 10 minutes for communications to get from earth to Mars. So the bezel is set to where the way I read it, if you're not at Mars yet, but you're going to Mars, you might know that you're eight minutes away comms wise. So you can set your bezel to know when you should be receiving incoming communications from earth. Right. Got it. 
And then I guess if you're on Mars, if we ever get there on Mars, you just roll it to the 10 and you know, like we're going to get comms every 10 minutes. Right. And to me, this is mind blowing because the whole concept of a, of a GMT or a world time watch, right. Is out the window. We don't, we don't have time zones. Like you're so far out in space that uh, time zone doesn't matter. What matters is, is these large distances that you're covering and how long it takes communications to get from point a to point b right and how important that is because maybe you're having an uh, an accident i'm sure you've seen anyone that's ever seen a sci-fi movie they they see really good ones like they don't get to communicate right away you right. know they have to wait for stuff in a that's just i think a mind-blowing concept like we talk about if kids were watching the podcast like little kids need to watch and learn about this watch because i think it would melt their brains for a second but then they would understand just how big the universe they live in is and the galaxy sure. it is so these right. little uh lines over here are basically the rotation of mars there they display the mission control bezel the average lag time between mars and earth is 10 minutes so you can set that for it there's read more here i'm not going to click it because it blows up and it kind of has funny things on the screen they talk about the next giant leap and mars and its moons and then there's a cool little video of it like they did a good job with the videos man like i watched this thing and i'm like oh it's a cool looking watch yeah, it's beautiful. Titanium sandblasted. They got the ground counter. And then the lines, they symbolize the orbit of Mars on its natural axis. So, superluminova. I mean, come on, who doesn't love that? And uh, they talk about the, it's a proprietary hook clasp mechanism on the strap. If you're one of those strap people. But all in all, um, let's go back to the top scene. See, I mean, and the weird thing is, I don't even really like chronographs, but I would wear this. Be my one chronograph. I'd, I would buy it and wear it. Says the guy that's wearing a Seiko SNA. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It, uh, you know, for everybody else, it's like 40, chronographs. It's, yeah, it's forty-four millimeters, two hundred meters of water resistance, uh, forty-eight hour power reserve. So, you know, okay. I think that's plenty if you're going to wear it every single day. That's I mean, if price. this is some, the price is go to the top because I think they put it up there. 39. Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Not bad. I mean, for everything they're yeah, giving us, nice. and it's, it's pretty unique. All right, cool. Yep, yep like not it. too bad. Nice. And then right. let's see my second one. Okay. Grand Seiko. Grand Seiko. Mm. So, and let me see something. I think I, oh, sorry. I'm getting my hang of it with this thing. I really apologize, Lars. I gotta he's move it sharing, down. Uh, Jason's sharing the screen right now, so he's he's showing us the nine R spring drive movement. All right, cool. Yeah, and I, I had the watch. Dang it! I'm sorry, guys. I picked the no wrong worries, tab. No um, let me find it. I think it's the. Do you remember what it's called? Yes, it is the SBGC 240. I'll just okay. search it. Cool. So, what's so special about this watch? So, okay, so the S. What's so special about it is the spring drive movement. And so here we go. So, you know, Mark talked about the spring drive movement. Hopefully it pulls up and we don't have a black screen because I feel like I'm really letting you guys down. No, no, um, no, 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 no. Okay. So the spring drive movement, everybody talks about it, right? So we looked at it and it has, there it is. Look at this sure. thing, man. Now, now the gold, I know not everybody's cool with, you know, two-tone, but for me, this would be like the watch, right? So if I was going to buy something, this would be I would wear all the time. And again, it's a chronograph. I know I said I don't like them. It's got the GMT function. Uh, 
it's just a beautiful, beautiful piece. And then we'll get to the spring drive movement. There's all the ins and outs, wow. the movement. Okay. So I know there's a lot of back and forth in the spring drive and people talk about it. Well, it's basically a quartz movement, but I, I read it and they offer it on the website. Let me see if they got it here. The caliber specifications, click on it. So the way I read this, and I understand it with my limited, you know, naval engineering background, is that the spring drive movement has three parts, right? So you have the actual mainspring, right? And the mainspring is the engine, and what that does is it basically provides the power, sure. right? And then you have a quartz, they say quartz regulator, but they use the term rotor and stator in there. But basically, that sets the speed limit for the watch, okay. right? And then, so that's part number two. And then part number three, you have an electromagnetic break, electromagnetic break, because the watch without that electromagnetic break could turn too fast and kill the power reserve. And you basically wouldn't get the use out of it you would need. It would just run all its energy out and go away, right? So those are the three parts for the spring drive. The quartz doesn't provide the power traditionally that it does in a regular quartz movement. It sets the speed limit for the watch. So mainspring power, quartz regulator, speed limit, and electrical magnetics sets the brake cool. so it doesn't do it. And I think that, because uh, I mean, the first time I heard about it, you know, Mark, Mark on Long Island talked about it. I mean, 72-hour power reserve, 43.8 mm. millimeter, lug-to-lugs, 51.2. Thank you, Grand Seiko, for putting the lug-to-lug in there. That's very nice of you. Yeah. Uh, it is pretty thick, 16.1 millimeters. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, I think, I mean, if you look at it, it's, it's pretty. Why wouldn't you want a a big old dial to look at. I mean, so the only thing for me is the, the colors, you know, the gold, I think the straight two-tone would have been a cool, but I understand having the black dial and the black bezel for contrast to be able to see, you know, if this is something you're really using every day, it's highly visible. I just think the, uh, the science behind that movement sure. is, I mean, you got a car. You actually have a car or something that moves forward that can move forward so fast that you need a system to stop it, you know? So I think that might've been a problem that nobody needed solved that Grand Seiko solved. Like, you know, sometimes there's people create problems to solve them, but you know, it's like, it wasn't really a problem in the first place. You just came up with one. But Mm -hmm. I I think for me, it's uh, as they expand that movement and I get to learn more about it. I think that's something I would probably shoot for the moon for, for something. Cause it is very, very pricey. You know, I'd have to have a lot of other stuff taken yeah. care of in my life before that. What is $18,600? That's what it shows right okay. there. Ooh, we. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's nice. Cool. It's nice for damn show. Yep. And then my third oh. pick. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so we, we already talked about this. I don't, I don't need to go on and on about this. I mean, we, we had a whole podcast segment on it, uh, but I go back to this watch all the time and I'm like, okay. Yeah, you know, $31,000. We're going to wear it every day. We talked about how they don't give you very much information on there, but it's a beautiful watch. Um, but here, here's my point. This watch to me ties back to the Fortis. And maybe so this is, is... What is it, Jason, for our listeners? Is oh, it's a, a, it is it is a Vacheron Constantine reference 7910 Victor uh, slash 00 Tango Tech B922. Overseas yeah. dual time Everest. Mm. The 41 millimeters, Richards. yeah, yep. Richards. Uh, 41 millimeters, titanium, stainless steel, all that stuff. 31 grand, uh, 
but it's got a bunch of stuff in there and it's sold out. So, I mean, can and it's sold it, out. Uh, yeah. So we're kind yeah. of, uh, you know, throw some pictures up there of them etching. Oh my goodness. The, the, you know. the mountains, right? Yeah. Mount Everest where he yeah. climbed. Yeah. So, wow. but for me, oh, dang it. That's I'm a beautiful really, watch. That's I a know, beautiful I, watch. Yeah, we, we we definitely talked about it extensively. Obviously, we had uh NYC watch guy. He actually owns it and he was telling us about the allocation and the relationship that you need to have with AD to get one. But that's that's yeah. a beautiful watch. I mean so it's, so it's tied all together for me. That and, and just bear with me if this is a little off the cuff, but so that Bachelor on Overseas Everest is, you know, to talk about exploration and doing stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, as, as a race where we can go, right, what we can do. And it's literally, you know, climbing a mountain, the mountain that was never climbed before, right, et cetera, et cetera. And I get that. The first watch we talked about is about going to Mars, right? So I think that the Fortis is a natural extension or conclusion, whatever, of this Bacheron Constantine Overseas Everest, Right. Like the mountain shouldn't be good enough, right? Like we should be striving for more. And I feel like it's a, it's a, it's a nice reminder, but I think it's funny that the watch that's about climbing a mountain that's been climbed. I mean, not by me, but <laughs> climbed an awful lot is literally almost like three, a little bit more than three times the amount of the watch that is like no BS going to go hopefully further than any human has ever gone Mars, before. Right. Yeah. You know, so I think that's just interesting, you know? Well, I mean, it, it comes down to marketing. It comes down to brand equity. So mm-hmm. when you look at the 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 comparison between Fortis and Vacheron Constantin, I mean, VC is getting so much more yeah. attention. And obviously, everybody knows that they're above AP, above Patek. And in my opinion, you know, I mean, they're way above Fortis. But Fortis has done so much. I mean, space exploration mm-hmm. and all kinds of things. So... Yeah, I definitely think Fortis is an underrated brand. And what they're giving us, I mean, what you just showed us is incredible that they've gone that far to do the research and the development of a watch that could potentially be worn on Mars and help you out with that. And and it's interesting what you said, right? So you have a watch here that went to Everest. Okay, but here's a watch that could potentially go to Mars, right? So it's it's an interesting way of looking at it, you know, but it comes down to marketing, of course, because they're both made out of titanium. But Obviously, I know the finishing and the quality is going to be not in par. I mean, I, I think we all agree. BC is just going to knock the Fortis out of the park every day, you know. But yeah. because it tells so much more. I mean, obviously, they employ uh, a, a lot of a lot of different methods in, in a different way, and, and their employees are so much more dedicated because they probably get paid more money, right, to finish the watch and assemble it. So, yes, sir. But P, uh, all right. Let's, so let's go to Jason's collection. What is, what is I mean, well, um, what, are you, uh, what are you thinking? I don't know, man. Look, with the Fortis, I'm a used astronomy space nerd, and, and it Fortis just really, really speaks to me. But the Vacheron is like top notch, and I love the Grand Seiko too. I'm gonna go with the Fortis, man. Wow. I'm going to go with okay. the Fortis. I'm okay. going to go with the Fortis. All right. You know what I'm saying? Just, just because of, of, of what it stands for, what it means. Getting to Mars means so much today. So, yeah, okay. i go with the Fortis. I'm going to have to go with the VC. I mean, from the first time that I saw that that uh, limited release, that GMT is just 
if I ever had the opportunity, that would be the one for me. However, honorable mention would be the the Ford is for sure. I never seen that. And I think it's really cool. I mean, they put a lot of thought into everything that went into it. Right. But for me, it's just like the VC speaks to me in a completely different uh, way. The Grand Seiko for me, I think it's cool, but it does seem a little big. And I don't really like the two-tone on the pushers. I think if they were stainless steel, they could have kept the mm-hmm. two-tone on the dial. I think it would have been a little cleaner. But the fact that they put it on the pushers and the crown, it's it's a little crazy. And then the price, I'm like, yeah, yeah. definitely not. I mean, I'd rather go get a snowflake uh, for a lot less. Uh, yeah. Granted, that's not a chronograph. I get it. Uh, but it does have a spring drive movement. So. Yeah, because Mark Mark from Long Island has a sp- spring drive, but it's a blue and silver, and it's just right. It's like a you know, pussy, right? No, uh, no, no, no. It's like a it's 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 it looks similar to like the Great White Shark, I would say, but maybe okay. a little bit darker. There's 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 a there's I, I think the dial was designed. I don't know the reference number. I can't remember, but the dial is designed to be like our Earth atmosphere kind of going towards space, so it gets a little bit darker oh, as you go to the top. It. Yeah, That's it's cool. beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. watch. That's very cool um well we could um go into our five core collection but i think it's going to be a little rush because i want to definitely take some time and actually uh talk about what it is about these watches and make them so special and with it almost being an hour i think we're going to be just rushing through it so i don't know if people or audience would actually appreciate that so i think uh what, what do you guys say that we we save that episode and have a full dedicated episode to our five uh piece collection that way we could actually talk about them in in, in a different way because i just feel it's going to be too rush i mean what do you guys think that's fine with me bro it works and that me. way jason if it's okay with you we could have you back and that way you could be honest uh third time and i'm sure by then there'll be another watch story we could start out with and then go into the to the five five core collection because i i want to work on some releases too of some videos i'm working on my tutor video and that's going to be one give it giveaway that's going to be one of the watches uh in, in there um so anyway something else you guys want to cover before we <laughs> we let you guys go no, anything new anything exciting no any movies i, oh. I watched the shang um, i'm gonna butcher this the shang she shang shang yeah i saw that movie Ten yesterday rings. from marvel man i think it was good it's on disney plus awesome. i really yeah. liked it awesome. i really really that's the next it. one we're gonna watch we just watched black widow and i felt oh, okay. like okay it was really, i thought it was pretty good i, I feel like this was better this one's if, better if they had gave her that movie back when they were running the whole series of movies I felt like it would have felt like it would have made her sacrifice in the Endgame movies that much more meaningful because she would have had right. her whole story of understanding all the stuff she went through. I agree. Yeah, I feel like they really shortchanged that character. I agree by doing it afterwards. But yeah, we're, we have Shang Chi. Uh, it's in the queue. I recommend it. I recommend it, man. Yeah. And, I, and we got to watch uh, Eternals. Eternals. Uh, yeah. As soon as we yeah, get that's yeah. that's yeah. definitely want to watch yeah. that one. So. Yes, sir. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, well, for, for me, well, you know what? I'm just gonna say this. Something like Miguel ain't gonna appreciate it, but you know, we got <laughs> concept art for the new Obi Wan Kenobi series coming out on Disney Plus next year. You know what I'm <laughs> oh, saying? The concept God. art looks great. I need to bring they a lightsaber a, next time. Right. <laughs> the the concept. Check it out though. But they got a second fight between Obi Wan and Darth Vader. So, in, a, in a new series. So, can I ask something? 
Yeah. I feel like with these Marvel movies, I, I almost honestly did not want to watch anymore because I just feel like it's like beating dead horses like over and over and over. And granted, it's like new characters, but I just feel with Star Wars, man. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I can't get into them because it's just too much. They, they're, it's, a, it's a money thing for them, right? It's like, oh, it's successful. Cool. Let's bring more crap about the Star Wars thing. I, I don't know about that. I don't, look, I don't know about I don't that. Know. I don't know about it. It's not yeah. crap. I think it's a generational yeah. thing, though, too. Right, like, yeah, you know. So I think me and P are yeah. kind of from the same generation. Mm-hmm. So when we were thinking about it, when we were like little little kids, Star Wars came out. It was huge. You watched right. all this stuff. So and you're then, telling me all the fanboys are grown men like yourselves, the ones that are keeping this legacy going. I think there's a distinct group of fanboys. I think there's the ones that oh, are yeah. loyal to what they call the original trilogy, and then right. I don't know if anyone's really loyal to the second three movies because those were kind of, you know, the CGI wasn't great. The storylines weren't right. all that great. I'll, I like then, the first three, by the way. So let's yeah. get that out of the way. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Those. Uh, no, no, you don't. Yeah, you do. I think, <laughs> like I think that, I think that there's just some hits and misses. But yeah, it, it, like I don't love Star Wars, but I've watched them all, right? And I understand the story and where it's going. And uh, there used to be a whole extended universe that used to run, and they got rid of that kind of right. They had all these other yeah. books and stuff, but they're yeah. probably coming. Yeah. That's that's what they're doing though. They're bringing everything back. I think, right, P. Because they, they anyway, see success. Look, the, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series is going to be all that. You know what I mean? Coming next year, 2022. You know what I'm saying? Uh, be on the lookout for uh, the Book of Boba Fett coming out uh, in December. And a season three of The Mandalorian next year. Nice. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, you know. Got it. Hey. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry for making fun of you. No. It's good stuff. Hey, hey, watch cool. it. It's cool. Oh man! All right, guys. So, where can people find you? I guess Jason P will finish off with me. Jason, uh, you can find me Instagram Watch Rolling. Uh, my website's up. The blog's up. It's been running yeah, now for yeah. about three or Great four blog. weeks. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, Watchrolling.com. Uh, I'm adding veterans resources on there every day, free of charge. Uh, one I'll talk about real quick in like thirty seconds. There's a website for anyone that's a, a veteran looking for building their resume or even a young person oh, cool. um it's on there i was going to screen share it today but we don't i can do it next time we sure. can just do a teaser it's called uh onet online and for those of you that aren't familiar with job duty task analysis whatever line of work you work in that's your job right and then you have duties that build up and make up your job and then you have tasks that build up and make up these duties well there's a, a general section for anybody and it's, it's department of labor driven but there's also a section called Crosswalk, and it's for military people or people that maybe work in the Department of Defense or whatever. And you can go in there and put in your job title, oh. and it pops up a list of like, I don't it depends on what you did, but tons of jobs that are kind of in the ballpark of what you did in the military or for the government or for the Department of Defense. And then you can click on it, and it does a, what we call a job duty task analysis. So this is your job. These are the duties you do. These are the tasks that make them up. And it talks about uh, technology you might have been exposed to skills that you have, you know, attributes, tools, I mean, all this stuff. And for someone that has a hard time building their resume, you can go in there and really nickel and dime it because there's some stuff you don't realize, like, uh, let's just say you're a mechanic, but you get to be a certain level mechanic and maybe you're a manager. I mean, think about all the admin stuff you do. You may not even realize because you've been a mechanic your whole life and you can account for that and put it in your resume. And if you're able to do the math, like I did X amount of hours and I was able to save money here or whatever, it can just really help you build your resume. So the website is uh, Onet Online, and then there's a cool. section where it says Crosswalks. Uh, that's something I just added. But uh, the blog's going well. 
putting tips and tricks on there. I did one to show people how to buy on Amazon and shop from Amazon proper, not from a third store, like a third party store on Amazon. If you're a little uncomfortable as a new watch buyer, uh, there's a way to pop up the seller list down at the bottom of Amazon and you can click it. And those watches come straight from Amazon and they offer like the four year, you know, protection plan or three year okay. based on the watch and stuff. So it's been going pretty good. And I've uh, just been working on my macro photography and I look forward to coming back great, on and talking about Oh, thanks. It's, it's nice it. to see your progress. So keep it up, man. Keep it Trying. up. Now you're doing good. P Ross. Ross wristwatch love everywhere. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Oh, uh. All right. Nice. And and you're growing too. So congrats, man. I see your 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 subs uh, growing every day. So that's that's awesome. Congratulations. Well deserved. Thank man. you. Thank you. Good uh, job, Pete. Absolutely. Thank you. And for thank me, you. SoCal Watch Reviews. So uh YouTube, of course, uh dropping uh new. I'm working on my tutor video, the Tudor Black Bay 58. And then I want to do a comparison between that and the SPB. I did get the DIY watch club watch that I need to put together but i'm thinking of something cool that i'm gonna do and then i'm getting the matthew and sons watch that i missed because i wasn't home but i gotta go pick it up uh so yeah a lot of things uh lined up exciting things hopefully you guys think it's exciting because i just basically review and 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 ask for things that i like i don't really care about the numbers so much uh i do and i don't because i know i could be reviewing a bunch of homage watches and it will get me the views but i don't really align with those watches so i just do whatever i want and i think at the end of the day it's, it's what life is all about right doing what you enjoy and then if success comes with what you enjoy then that's the fruit of that but if it doesn't then at least you're doing what you enjoy but Anyway, um, yeah, so can watch reviews on Instagram as well in this podcast. So if you're listening and watching, please rate us. There is a section in every single podcast listener, whether it's Spotify or Apple or whatever, Anchor. I think there's a way that you could either A, leave a review, a written review, or uh, rate us with a little star because we definitely want to be uh, found by more people. And the way they do that is by recommending the show to other folks. And that's how Spotify and those programs do it right so the more traction we get the more they recommend it but anyway guys thank jason p ross thank you so much you guys for your time thank you always a pleasure so i look forward to doing the other episode where we really go through our collection and talk about why they mean so much to us i think it should be a fun one guys so anyway thank you to everybody watching thank you for everybody listening guys thank you so much and as always stay humble